Uh, last week when I spoke, uh, I talked about uh, how the Buddha often characterized, very often characterized, uh, the end of suffering as the end of the effluence. Uh, the effluence being the outflowings from the mind, really our stories, our narratives, uh, the actions that come out of uh, our thinking that aren't skillful. Uh, and uh, what we're striving for is the ending of the stories and the narratives, the ending of the effluence. Uh, another word for it is fermentations. I, uh, uh, mentioned that if you look in the dictionary, one of the, uh, one of the definitions of uh, effluence is pollutants. Uh, somebody during the week uh, I was talking to and said, you know, it, it reminds me of the Gowanus Canal, you know, you know, which I guess they've tried to clean up, but it was really polluted canal, uh, really horrible here in uh, Brooklyn. Uh, that's kind of like a rather stark, uh, analogy for what our minds are like. Uh, so, uh, you know, I talked about how uh, a little bit before last Sunday, you know, something had come up in my life and it really caused me to, to, to get caught in a narrative, uh, a painful narrative. Uh, you know, the effluents were really kind of uh, really flowing the pollutants were really flowing. Uh, but, uh, you know, I was able to, to practice the skills that were taught, you know, to be heedful, uh, to see the drawbacks in the narratives, to be able to see them when they were arising, to see the story when it was arising, to see the drawbacks, uh, to see how the allure and the thinking, uh, to understand that there was an escape from it in the breath and way out. Uh, and then to have an intention to meet the circumstance of my life that was difficult that I needed to address with compassion. Uh, and, uh, you know, I followed the instructions that the Buddha gives us that, you know, we've been practicing with for years. And, uh, you know, the flow pretty much stopped from the mind. Uh, for the most part, you know, it just, you know, there was a trickle over the next day or so, but not much at all, you know. But it was, and it was really uh, quite, quite, uh, quite amazing. You know, it's an amazing practice, right? It's an amazing practice. It was really amazing to me how, how this flow of, of thinking and this narrative just subsided and ended, uh, you know, relatively quickly after, you know, an initial gushing, you know, uh, it really, uh, you know, the situation was the same and I had to address the situation, which I did, uh, you know, and I'm still addressing it, but really the, the flow, the thinking stopped, uh, for the most part and the suffering ended and the suffering ended and, uh, uh, you know, in, in relatively short order. So, you know, and I, and I think one of the things that really came up for me in seeing that uh, you know, and of course it's seeing the benefits of the practice and seeing, you know, I mean, there's always that little bit of astonishment of, you know, because, you know, it doesn't happen just like that. I mean, it happens over time. We develop these skills and we begin to train the mind and we begin to uh, be able to, you know, cultivate these skills and develop enough insight into our thinking, but through cultivating the skills so we don't suffer in the same way that we used to suffer. Uh, uh, 
So, you know, there's the, the acknowledgement of that uh, uh, and, and, and the gratitude, you know, and I, I think what, what I felt a lot was uh, just a gratitude for having this practice. And the gratitude was really strong. I could really feel it, uh, this feeling of gratitude and this feeling of joy that comes out of gratitude, gratitude for having been able to hear these teachings and learn these skills and, and gratitude for being able to suffer less, being able to suffer less. Uh, so, uh, so gratitude is one of the most, and I want to talk a little bit today about gratitude being one of the most important qualities uh, that, we, that we seek to develop. You know, we seek to abandon unskillful qualities and develop or cultivate skillful qualities. Kind of in a nutshell, that's the Buddha's teaching, to abandon the unskillful, to cultivate the skillful. So, uh, uh, you know, gratitude is, is an emotion, but one of the most valuable and important emotions, and it leads to the quality of brightness in the heart. Brightness in the heart or appreciation, appreciative joy is one of the sublime attitudes, so it actually transcends being an emotion uh, because it's an attitude or a quality uh, of the heart, so it's, it really is an unconditioned quality. It's not subject to grasping, uh, but it comes out of gratitude. It comes out of gratitude, uh, and gratitude leads to this quality of brightness, so I wanted to talk today about gratitude and brightness and the importance of cultivating gratitude and keeping the mind bright, keeping the mind bright. Uh, you know, this is something that we talk a lot about, uh, you know, something I, I, I it always, uh, when, when I teach retreats, it often, it often strikes me how much I, I end up talking about keeping the mind bright, keeping the mind bright. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you have all these ideas about what you're going to teach when you teach a retreat. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about not self and all these things, but a lot of times it's just keep the mind bright, keep the mind bright, because the tendency sometimes on a retreat for certain people, many people, is for the mind to get dark. Uh, but it's something that, you know, we talk about in our meditation, keep the mind bright, keep the mind bright. Uh, and, you know, it's a good mantra uh, you know, for our lives to keep the mind bright, to keep the mind bright, uh, you know. And this is something we can do, you know, we can do. We may not have a tendency for brightness in the mind. That may not be our habitual way. Some people, more than others, the tendency is for darkness. I know for, my, for me, for my mind, my habitual tendency, my karmic tendency uh, is, is for the mind to be dark. You know, that was, but those are tendencies of mind that, you know, that I developed, you know, they're, they're conditioned, they're habituated tendencies of mind, you know, I wasn't born that way, you know, it was kind of something that developed, you know, uh, throughout my life, and, uh, you know, by the time I got to be a teenager, I was pretty gloomy, you know, I was pretty dark, I was pretty dark, and, uh, you know, but I, but I think a lot of us have a tendency to darkness, to despair, to depression, uh, the winter is a good time for, you know, we may, so, you know, I thought this was a timely uh, discussion to have today during the, you know, the, as we go into the, you know, deep, dark days of winter, uh, you know, and the days are shorter and the tendency of the mind is to, is to emulate that and to go into darkness. 
And then I think, you know, of course, with the pandemic, you know, it's, it's just been months and months and months and months. And, uh, you know, there's a tendency, I know, in my mind, and I think in many of our minds, to go into a place of darkness. You know, when is it ever going to end? Is it ever going to end? Is it ever going to end? Uh, uh, and all the different kinds of thoughts that are imbued with some form of negativity, darkness, depression, etc. for many of us, you know. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, it's sort of like, it's very easy, you know, you know staying inside, you know, in the winter, uh, and, you know, it's very easy to go into a dark place. Uh, and then, of course, the world and the way the world is, uh, you know, you just turn on the TV and, you know, that's good food for, for cultivating darkness if you so choose. So, you know, we're dealing with, you know, the winter and the pandemic and the way of the world. And, you know, for a lot of us, there's a lot of doubt about how things are going to turn out or our ability to meet this difficulty. And there's lots of uncertainty. There's uncertainty for everybody during this time, more so than ever. Uh, there's always uncertainty. Uh, so it's really important to keep the mind bright. It's really important to keep the mind bright. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's something we have to put effort into. You know, it's something that we have to put effort into. Uh, and it's part of our mental training. It's part of our mental training, which means, you know, it's a skill. It's a skill. So, uh, you know, we just can't, you know, hope that our, today the mind will be bright. I'll wake up in the morning and somehow there'll be some kind of a karmic confluence and this will be a bright day. You know, tomorrow will be a dark day. It doesn't have to be that way. I mean, you know, I mean, I had the benefit, you know, in, in my life of almost every day being a dark day, you know, and, and you know, pretty much understanding that it wasn't going to get bright unless I did something about it, you know. So, uh, you know, we, we don't rely on the happenstance of karma or something good will happen today or, or whatever, or maybe it'll be sunny or, you know, and I'll be a little happier today. Uh, you know, it's a skill, you know, it's a skill that we can develop. It's part of our mental training, you know, in the dark of winter, in the dark of the pandemic, you know, in the dark of the way things are in the world, uh, there can be brightness in the mind and brightness in the heart, you know, you know, that's the message of the Buddha, you know, uh, so, uh, but it's not, you know, it's, it's not something that just happens, right? It's not something that just happens. It's something that happens because we put an effort into it. We develop a skill. So, you know, this skill is something that we talk about a lot, right? Uh, you know, it, it includes uh, recognizing our blessings and cultivating gratitude. That leads to brightness in the mind. So uh, the heart of the skill is recognizing our blessings. You know, we take time to reflect on our blessings. We take time to reflect on our blessings, the blessing of our goodness and the blessing of the goodness in the world. The Buddhist teachings on this are pretty clear in terms of how we cultivate gratitude. You know, uh, I mean, gratitude was always a, something that uh, I had always heard was good to have. I wasn't really sold on it and I just did not know how to cultivate it, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I did not know what it was that I was supposed to be grateful for, or I would hear people say things. The Buddha is very clear on what our blessings comprise, 
You know, in other words, the food for gratitude, what that food is, what that food is. So for gratitude. Uh, and, you know, once I learned that, you know, I'll give this a try. You know, now I have some clear instruction. And lo and behold, I was able to cultivate gratitude, which, you know, I had never really been able to cultivate before. But I didn't have the skill to do that. So it was all hit or miss, really. Uh, uh, so, you know, the food for gratitude uh, is our blessings, the blessing of our goodness and the goodness in the world. And in reflecting on the blessing of our goodness, we reflect on our generosity, you know, which of course means we have to practice generosity. We reflect on our kindness, which means we have to practice skillful action. And uh, our goodness is reflected in our effort that we make to train the mind, not the results of our meditation practice, uh, but the effort that we make in sitting and in following uh, the path. So our goodness, you know, these are the what are known as the three forms of merit. So we reflect on the blessing of our generosity, our kindness, and our effort in the practice. And so the second category, I like to talk about the categories of blessings. The second category of blessing is the goodness of others. I often like to think about this. We reflect on the blessing of others who've uh, helped us to develop our goodness. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that uh, today uh, and some of the important categories of others. Uh, and, you know, again, this is what the Buddha talks about. Uh, one very important category is what in the teachings is known as our benefactors, uh, the beings that have helped us very specifically in our efforts to develop our goodness. Uh, so. Classically, you know, these would be beings who've, you know, who've, who've made sacrifices and have gone out of their way to help us to develop our goodness. Um, you know, so our benefactors could be our teachers uh, and others who've, uh, who've uh, shown us the path of the Dharma or other paths that we've followed that have enabled us to uh, alleviate our suffering, to uh, develop more kindness and generosity. Uh, to have a more open heart, to live with more compassion, with more love and more joy. So, you know, we reflect on these beings. You know, we think about just what we did in the sitting today. I mean, I kind of took us through it in a little bit more detail in terms of this specific, these, this specific category of the goodness of others who've supported us in our efforts to develop our goodness. Uh, so uh, uh, it's always a little always a little funky for me to talk about this particular category, being a teacher, uh, but, uh, but, you know, such an important category of, of, of beings who, uh, whose goodness is, uh, we're asked to reflect on is, you know, is our teachers. Uh, so, uh, to, you know, to take time to do that. Uh, the next category that I wanted to mention that the Buddha said is so important is, uh, uh, to have appreciation and gratitude for our parents. This is actually one of the most important aspects of the Buddha's path uh, in terms of the effort that we make to, to find uh, freedom from suffering and, and, and to awaken. So it's one of the most important reflections that we can make in developing gratitude and, and also in being able to move further along the path. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, again, taking the time to reflect on, uh, 
you know, the, the gift that our parents have given us. And, you know, and that can just begin and end, really, with the gift of life, which is the greatest gift that we've been given. You know, uh, you know our parents gave us this gift of life, and, uh, uh, you know, it's so important to, you know, to, to reflect on that and cultivate gratitude and appreciation. The Buddha gave a teaching in which he talked about right view, uh, and uh, you know, right view and right understanding begins with understanding uh, the importance of uh, having gratitude uh, for uh, our goodness uh, and the goodness around us in the world in the form of generosity, virtue, kindness, and 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 having appreciation for uh, our parents. Uh, uh, these three pieces, he said, are essential for the development of the path, the development of concentration, the concentration, you know, which leads to wisdom, which leads to the end of suffering, for it to develop to the point where it needs to develop. In other words, in other words, what that means, you know, concentration is a funny word. In order to be present, you know, if we wanna, if we wanna really be present with ease and a sense of well-being. You know, so that we can move towards a greater happiness in life, uh, we need to have an understanding of the importance of generosity uh, and act accordingly, practice generosity. We need to have an understanding of the importance of skillful action, the law of karma, that our actions have consequences, that if we take actions that are skillful, this will lead to the end of suffering. We have to have an understanding of that and we have to have, act accordingly. And thirdly, we have to have an understanding of uh, of the gift uh, that our parents gave to us and we need to reflect on that and cultivate gratitude and make an effort to to repay our parents for the gift that they gave us you know and of course he said the greatest way that you can repay your parents for the gift that they gave you the gift of life is to make the most of your life to practice the dharma and to make the most of your life you know that's the greatest uh, action that you can take in, in the service of repaying your parents for giving you the gift of your li of life, make the most of your life. So, uh, so uh, you know, we, we, we learn to reflect uh, and we learn to act accordingly. And, uh, you know, in, in, in reflecting in this way uh, and making an effort to cultivate this kind of appreciation, uh, you know, we may we may come up with resistance, right? We may come up with many of us uh, have to work with, and this is part of the process. You know, this is part of the process. Uh, you know, I know for myself, you know, there was tremendous resistance to uh, cultivating gratitude for my parents because I hated them basically. You know, and I had tremendous aversion, and I blamed them for all my problems. And uh, you know, I was. Uh, you know, the last thing I wanted to do was to try to cultivate gratitude for my parents. Uh, little by slowly, over time, I learned to be able to do that, and that was one of the most important things in my practice. You know, you know gradually, you know, and I've talked for years and years about my relationship with my mother and how difficult that was and everything that went into that, you know, but gradually, over time, uh, I worked through that and was able to cultivate gratitude and then, you know, eventually extraordinary amount of gratitude and take great joy 
in, in, in my mother and, 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 and the gift that she gave me and the role that she had in my life. And when that happened, my life changed immeasurably, immeasurably. My practice changed, my life changed immeasurably, it changed immeasurably. Uh, so, you know, I, I mean, I learned that, I learned that, you know, uh, so, you know, these three elements of generosity, kindness, and appreciation for our parents. Now, of course, you know, we may make this effort or we may not make this effort to, to cultivate this gratitude for our parents. Uh, you know, this effort may have to begin, as it did for me, with seeing the aversion to that and seeing the resistance or seeing the aversion to our parents or one of our parents, seeing the resistance. So, you know, we start where we are. I mean, for me, you know, it was a process of being able to see the resistance to, to this kind of uh, reflection or just the resistance I had in general, you know, to try, try to create a little bit of space, right? So, you know, if what I'm talking about is kicking up resistance for you, or if you try to make this reflection, there's resistance or aversion or anger or whatever that comes up, you start there, you see that. That becomes where you're starting in your practice. So you see that, right? Oh, there's anger, there's resentment, there's hatred, whatever it is, whatever there is. We don't, we don't try to, we're not, we don't try to, to push that aside or to, to, to downplay that. We just try to create a skillful relationship to it where there's some awareness and some space, and some space. You know, we gradually, you know, try to create enough room so that there can be anger and resentment, but enough space where we can begin to start to connect to the heart. We can begin to start to connect to the heart so that we try to make room for both by bringing awareness to what's there. So, uh, you know, it's, in, in, in many ways, the point of what we're talking about here is, uh, is, is taking to heart the importance of this gratitude if we want to move further along on our path, you know, and that it is a process, but it's so important for us in terms of being able, you know, to move along. I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of knew that, you know. I mean, you know, I went to therapists who told me, until you work out your relationship with your mother, you know, you're going to be a miserable SOB, you know, you know, and, and you know, and they were right, you know. Uh, I wasn't really willing to do much about it for a long time, you know, but gradually over time, little by slowly, I was able to do that and things really began to change. Uh, by the same token, you know, I mean, I've been around enough and have worked with enough people and know enough people and know enough in terms of what to look at to see where people are in their lives and why they're there. And I can see it if it's in friends or family or students, how, you know, the inability to kind of, or the unwillingness to kind of work out some of those relationships in terms of being able at least to make enough room and being able to cultivate some gratitude is a significant hindrance to moving forward and knowing a greater happiness. The other group of beings that I wanted to talk about and I alluded to in, 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 in the reflection uh, is uh, beings who support us in our efforts to have our needs met. Uh, you know, we all have basic needs of food, clothing, shelter, uh, and medicine. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, these days, this is such an important reflection on, on the beings that, you know, help us to be able to uh, have food on our plates and uh, 
to be able to help us in terms of having our, our, our medical needs met. Uh, it's always, it's always, you know, uh, uh, I important to reflect on these beings. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we see that now, of course. You know, and then the people that work in the grocery stores and uh, the people that deliver the food and and do all these things that you know enable us to be able to. Uh, to be able to live, you know, and they go out of their way and put themselves in harm's way uh, and, and, and suffer and, and have to sacrifice, you know, and of course that's not just during the pandemic, you know, you know, there's always people, you know, working, you know, you know, for very little money, you know, if it's, you know, if it's in a farm or in a, you know, driving a truck or putting food on shelf or working behind the cashier, you know, the, you know, the, uh, you know, in the grocery store, you know, behind the ca cash register, uh, you know, uh, you know, th there's always these people that, uh, you know, that, you know, without them, you know, we starve, we don't live, we don't, you know, we, you know, we, we don't, we don't get our medicine. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, obviously these days it's been, it's been so, so, so put into such, uh, such clear focus for us. Uh, so, you know, but, but we're always asked, you know, and, and, you know, in these days, maybe, you know, it's a good time to make this reflection, uh, to have gratitude for what others do, the sacrifices they make so that our needs can be met, you know, and to cultivate this gratitude, you know, uh, you know, I had such a, such a, uh, you know, it's always profound, but, uh, you know, just the other day, you know, I, I ordered my, you know, my weekly, my weekly quotient of food, and uh, you know they come and they deliver it, you know, and uh, and uh, you know I stand by my window here. I'm up on the third floor, you know, and I look out, you know, and they, you know, because they send it to you on. Uh, uh, some of you probably have this, you know, they send it to you on, on. Uh, you know, you look on the computer like you're next, you know, they, you know, they're coming to your house next. You know, I stand at the window and I looked out. You know, and the car pulls up, and I ordered a lot of food. There were two people carrying the bags, you know, and putting them on the step in front of my the building, you know. And I just kind of watched, looked out the window, you know, and you know, as they put the bags down and then walk back to their car, and I put my mask on. I run downstairs to get my food off the front step, you know, and uh, you know, just kind of stood there on the front step, and you know, there was a woman and a man. And they got into the car and they started to drive. They were down a little bit and they started to drive the car down the street. And they were going to slow and I was waving, you know, sort of waving, thank you, thank you. You know, and I could just feel a gratitude. And, and they stopped the car and the woman rolled down the window and she said, you're welcome. And it was just, I mean, just that, that incredible gratitude, you know, for these beings who just went out of their way you know, to help enable me to have food on my plate and the gratitude I felt for them and the joy that we were able to, to make that connection. You know, so, so, you know, this is, this is how, you know, we, 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 we are, uh, you know, asked to reflect in terms of the heart uh, and cultivating gratitude and brightness in the heart. We can also reflect on the goodness of the Dharma, as I talked about before, that we've learned these skills and the goodness of life, the preciousness of life. I gave a talk on that a few weeks ago. Uh, actually posted a talk online today uh, about uh, that talk, that very talk. 
So, you know, so these are reflections, reflections on our own goodness, the goodness of others, the goodness of the Dharma, the goodness of life that we're really asked to make every day, you know. I mean, you know, and I always say, at least do it in the sitting. Brighten the mind at the beginning of the sitting. Go through those categories. But really, you know, as we go throughout our days, you know, the, this is the way that, you know, this is the training of the mind. You know, we think about a lot of things. Think about this a little bit. Think about this a little bit. Think about these things. Skill is a very simple one. It's a skill of, of, of using the head to move to the heart. We use fabrication. We remember our blessings by using words, sentences, images in the mind. You know, it's something that we have to do. Those words and sentences and images don't just arise in the mind. You know, we have to cultivate that, that way of thinking, using fabrication, using thinking, uh, and, and, and be proactive about it. You know? you know, we can't just wait for a good thought to enter the mind. You know, we have to generate those thoughts. That's fabrication. That's what we're asked to do. You know, you have the capacity to change the way your mind is. It's not easy because you're going against a history, a karma, of a way of thinking. You know, oh, this about my parents, this about the world, this about the winter, this about life, whatever. You know, thoughts that, you know, conduce to darkness, you know. So we're asked to think thoughts that conduce to gratitude and brightness in the mind. So we use fabrication. We use fabrication, and you know when there is darkness, we see it, right? So you know we can't. You can't force yourself to uh, through the darkness. You have to kind of see the darkness, bring awareness to it, see when we're in a dark state, bring awareness to it, create some space, make some room, make some room. Oh, I'm depressed. I'm dark. You know, I have a negative view of this or that or the other thing. Uh, create some space, make some room, make some room, make a little bit of room for brightness, make some room for the heart, you know. So we fabricate, we make room for the heart, and we let ourselves know these truths in the heart, you know. Gratitude is something that we know in the body, brightness, appreciation, joy is something that we know in the heart, it's something that we can feel, it's something that we can feel. So we use the head to connect to the heart, Brightness is in the heart. 